Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome to July 23rd, 2022. And the great, the great awakening and the great reset are now colliding. The Great Depression II, the Great Recession, the collapse of our economic downturn is amongst us. On top of that, they are already announcing additional lockdowns, new lockdowns, whether it be for COVID, the BA5 scary, terrifying variant, and or monkeypox, pick your poison. The global takeover of the climate accord is in effect, and they are going to be making their move to do so. The World Health Organization has announced that the monkeypox emergency is underway. The WHO declared monkeypox a global health emergency. The rare designation means the WHO now views the outbreak as a significant enough threat to global health that the coordinated international response is needed. Now, if you remember a few months back, we were talking about Bill Gates announcing his germ teams in being able to combat the global response of the next pandemic and or outbreak. And what this means is that they're going to be overseeing all the medical institutions all over the world to all the different countries. And so much so, they're going to be even able to uh, dictate how these countries respond and determine if they're responding according to their standards. And if they don't respond according to their standards, the World Health Organization, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, then they will be able to basically initiate sanctions and sanction through the global courts against these countries that are not cooperating. So it's a big power grab because the next wave outside of these global health emergencies, it's going to segue and you can already see the tea leaves and mark my words. It's going to be a global climate emergency. And that's the segue for this infrastructure of where they're going to take that to where all carbon-based life forms are going to need to be monitored and managed in accordance with these new systems. The World Health Organization is a small fraction for whom are going to be our overlords and look into this. So the World Health Organization chief said that the global risk is moderate, but the threat is high in Europe. That's because Europe might be drinking the Kool-Aid versus here. It's not really taken off here. The PR, it's not very scary. They can put polka dot uh, skin on, uh, on the internet and think that they're going to get people to, uh, to comply to it. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of people are uh, sick of that. So although the de declaration does not impose requirements on national... So the declaration does not impose requirements on national governments. It serves as an urgent call for action. The World Health Organization can only issue guidance and have recommendations. 
And that's where it starts. They induct you and then they capture you and then they make it to where you cannot respond. They don't want you to be able to operate. See what they're doing with Russia and the sanctions on Russia through Ukraine. Right? They do not want any counter operations happening outside of their scope. They're moving us into a global dictatorship. Before the global health emergency is declared, the WHO's emergency committee meets to weigh evidence and make recommendations to the director general. The committee was unable to reach a consensus on whether monkeypox constitutes an emergency. Tedros, as the WHO's chief manager, made the decision to issue the highest alert based on the rapid spread of the outbreak around the world. Nobody's asking where it comes from. Nobody's asking where it came from. And how did the spread coincidentally just happen to start spreading on an election year? Just like how did Antifa all of a sudden get activated on the election year? They've been dormant for the past couple of years. We haven't really seen much. Yeah, there's pockets and things in Portland and things like that because they have to keep their, keep their minions at bay and keep them busy. But for the most part, we haven't seen a lot of general engagement. And we're going to get into that on the next segment. I want to talk about what happened at the Honky Tonk in Salem a couple weeks ago for the Honoring Heroes event. Actually, it was last weekend. Crazy how fast time goes by. So I want to talk about that in detail uh, with what actually happened and what it means. Um, also, you know, where and what we can do to kind of combat against this. So now they're saying there's more than 16,000 cases of monkeypox that have been reported across more than 70 countries so far. Nobody's asking how it's spreading. Nobody's talking about that. Five deaths from the virus have been reported in Africa this year. No deaths have been reported outside of Africa. So let's do the math here. Five deaths have been reported in Africa this year. No deaths have been reported outside of Africa. Yet, there's... Thousands and thousands and thousands of infections, but nobody's dying from it. But we're going to just have, we're just going to say that there's a global health emergency declared for this thing that's only killed five people. That's less people than die from a bee sting or even a shark, shark attack, um, I think is up there. You know, uh, why aren't people talking about the deaths in fentanyl? Huh? And what's going on with that and the child trafficking going through Mexico? You know, there's a lot of more people dying from that than there are of this mysterious monkeypox. It really, folks, it doesn't even really deserve to have much attention don, don, uh, drawn to it because it's it's just a pathetic attempt. Because you got to understand how these people work. They get together a couple times a year uh, in various different things, and they plan for what they're going to plan for the following year. And they talk about it, and they run a script. So as we see this stuff unfold, sometimes it doesn't quite line up. It's because they're operating on a script. That's the only way the coordination can happen globally is you have to have a script. Otherwise, the overall coordination does not work. And that's why things like this do not line up. They, maybe they were anticipating a larger spread of monkeypox. However, it's not spreading as fast and as rapidly as they would like but yet they're still at the timed release of their press releases and of their next agenda 
in accordance with time of when it was supposed to be addressed and supposed to be uh, announced to whereas they just go ahead and announce it anyway, even though it doesn't quite line up with how things are happening. And we saw an example of this back in 2020. So when they were locking things down, stating that COVID was spreading rapidly, uh, all the hospitals were empty. The parking lots were empty. Uh, nobody was sick. Nobody had COVID at that time. But shortly after that, about three or four months following the lockdown, I started to see an uptick in actual sickness and different things like that. But that collaborated with people isolating themselves, starting to wear masks. Every store's wearing masks. Everybody was, uh, you know, masking up, which then you could see an uptick in infection. Lo and behold, when you wear a mask, you're going to harbor more bacteria, which essentially would give you more um, infection opportunities. Excuse me. So I know a lot of you know this, um, which is why you're listening to the show. So um, re realistically, you know, the masks don't work. We all know that. We could talk about that forever. However, if you start to notice, they are bringing the masks back. Just like I said, they have to. It's part of the psychological induction into this next system of fear. And it's all about fear and it's all about the boogeyman. And the mask is a symbol of slavery. And it's really more guided toward um, focusing on the children and inducting them. So the effects that that's going to have on anybody and everybody that masks their kids, the effects you're not going to see for 10 years. You'll start to see it um, once they start developing further. You know, they'll be scared of the world. We've talked about this 100 times. Uh, and frankly, I'm sick of talking about it, but it is coming back. So the question is, is what are you going to do about that? What plans do you have in place to combat against the school when they're going to start masking your kids again? Uh, against the grocery store when they start requiring you to have a mask again? And the bank and the Best Buys and the Targets and, you know, the global corporations that are going to try to roll this out extrajudiciarily, extrajudiciary, I can't even tell word, outside of law. And they're going to mandate it within their quote store policies. So what is your plan to combat against that? Because I'm telling you right now, it's coming and they're going to try it. It's an election year, folks. And they're going to stir up anything and everything that they can to try to defer against us being able to have an election and create so much chaos and pandemonium that we're not going to be able to understand that there's an election even happening. Cause a lot of you are going to be worried about, you're not going to be able to make heads or tails with what's going on. And we're not going to be able to decipher the difference between all of that. Right. They're going to roll out so much chaos. Inflation is going to be going through the roof. If you look at what's happening in Sri Lanka right now, they literally have, in Sri Lanka right now, they have these QR code apps to where they're sanctioning fuel, to where they're issuing gas credits because things are getting so bad there and they have, quote, gas shortages in Sri Lanka. Now you say, that's not going to happen here. It will never happen. We got our guns. Well, they're coming after that too. They're coming after that too. So what are we going to do and what are you going to do? I'm going to tell you, I don't have all the answers, but I will tell you 
the best thing that you can do if you don't wake up right now and get off your boats and stop, you know, having vacations every weekend and enjoying the sunshine, we're going to lose this state and more so lose this country because you're so glutton in your um, just, just domestication and you don't understand what's happening and what's coming. You really want to think about that. You really need to figure that out because the reality is, is there's no Calvary. There's no secret organization that's working in the deep state as quote white hats working in the Q movement. That's going to come save us one day. And Trump is really in charge and he's really president. And he's going to, he's going to come out and take the reins. You know, what, what's the most recent thing that I heard? He's going to take the reins again on this next election. Yeah. Okay. Right. If you think that that's going to happen, just go back to sleep, go watch your movies, kiss your kids, um, because their future is gone. And it is up to us right now, every single person listening to this, if you are not doing something to get involved and to fight against this oncoming onslaught of communist socialist takeover, that is literally happening before your eyes. So much so that they're now openly admitting it to us in front of our face. And I'm going to give you an example of that on the next, um, on the next segment. But before that, make sure to uh, subscribe to our show. Write me if you guys have questions. If you want to write me right now, you can. JM at noncompliantamerica.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast, which is J, or excuse me, noncompliantamerica.com. That's noncompliantamerica.com. Subscribe to a podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all of the podcast platforms available. This show is on there. And it's more important now than ever. But the question really comes down to it's up to you, the listener, and all of us to work in a collaboration. Are we willing to fight and protect this country? to sacrifice the sunny days and to sacrifice things to actually start combating against these things, folks, because the time is running out and the clock is ticking. If we don't get involved now, we won't have a future. We'll be back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. So if you're wondering what can I do and how can I get involved, first thing you need to do is open your mind. First thing you need to do is understand that this is happening in your neighborhoods. This is happening in your community. This is happening in your state and cities small towns big towns all of them this will affect everybody on this planet and it's up to humanity to rise up and combat against this and what is this it is a globalist communist socialist revolution against you and your sovereignty your liberties and your families they want to destroy the families with the within they want to monitor and track and control everything that you do. Do you know why all the conveniences of the technologies that are coming out in your life, they're so convenient. 
But how many times do we see and hear about them on the back end, some server gets hacked or something like that, and then all your data gets breached and mysteriously goes to some, you know, foreign intelligence operations in China, and all your data gets corrupted, and now your whole life is exposed because of the convenience of having a ring doorbell on your front door so you can see who's there and see who's dropping your packages. That is a Trojan horse into your life to further track you and enslave you so they can monitor you just as much as you can monitor your life. They're going to be monitoring every single thing that you do. And if you listen to what Harari talks about with the technologies, anybody and everybody who got the COVID-19 vaccine shot, anybody that got that, they have tracking systems embedded into that to where they want to track everything that you do down to what you think about, what you eat, what you're capable of doing, and potentially be manipulating your minds with this technology. Think about that. They are actively having conversations about that. Because they don't like you thinking and having an opinion and actually trying to better your life and protect yourself and protect your family. They feel that they are your captors and they get to tell you how and what and who in everything. They want to put you in a gulag where you'll own nothing, you'll have nothing, and you'll like it. You'll eat bugs and you will like it. Literally, that's what they say. They'd love for you to eat bugs. Speaking of buggy eaters, let's talk about something that happened last weekend at the Honky Tonk. So we had an event. Uh, it was called uh, Honoring Heroes event. So the premise of the event is very simple. Very simple. We wanted to honor our first responders. That's police officers, firefighters, EMT specialists, military people, vets, and active duty. We had the National Guard there. We had a bunch of uh, great honoring patriot groups there. And when I say patriots, that means that they're proud to be Americans. That means that they actually stand for the American flag. That means that they actually enjoy their freedoms. That means that they actually want to work in their life and have some freedoms. Freedoms to fail and freedoms to succeed. And that's something you always want to remember. I think a lot of people misinterpret what freedom means. Freedom means you have a freedom to fall. And we all fall in our life. But the freedom to also get back up and the freedom to be able to try harder and try and try and try again. Okay? So, it was an Honoring Heroes event. We wanted to honor our heroes, and we had an award ceremony set up. We had a hot dog eating contest. We had bouncy houses. Uh, I know a lot of you guys have seen and heard and everything else with that. Okay, so in that, we had Christy Hutcherson, who's been on my show. Phenomenal movement that she's doing. She's trying to raise awareness for a real crisis that's happening at the border. And it's, and it's about all the illegals, not just illegal immigrants, but just all illegals, people that are illegally coming into this country. And it's not immigrants that are just trying to find a better life. She's talking about having real interactions with military proxy groups that are staging and or dressing as illegals, as immigrants, and they're coming in here in droves by the millions. 
and they're setting up different army operations. They're setting up different military operations, and they are, have literally linked direct funding through these different organizations, through these outside countries. In some cases, are directly funding these people that are sending people in our open border. So that's a real crisis. That's a real crisis, wouldn't you say? Would you say, would you be okay? Because a lot of people talk about the homeless. Would you be okay? Think about this right now in your house. Would you be okay if 15 to 30 homeless people just decided whether you have a gate or not, just decided to come set up in your yard and set up in your backyard? And there's not a damn thing that you can do about it. And if you complain about it, you're called a bigot. If you say, oh, no, no, that's not, that's not right. That's my property. No, it's not. No, it's not. Who's going to protect you? Who's going to protect your property? Because we know the Salem police and we know the police departments, they sure aren't going to protect you. A couple weeks ago, they had an article. They even said that. They even posted it in the newspaper and said, hey, yeah, dealing with the homeless population and any nonviolent crimes or, you know, anything, noise ordinance stuff or anything like that. Yeah, we're just not going to answer that anymore. We're not even going to respond because we're overran. Because maybe half their police force probably left when they mandated the vaccines and the defunding the police movements and the just pure complete capitulation to the leftist uh, organizations. They uh, they just decided, no, we don't want to respond. We just don't want to have we don't want to have that kind of conflict. Right. We need to deal with the, quote, real bad guys. But at the same breath, they're still pulling you over for, you know, driving 10 miles an hour over speed limit or five miles an hour over the speed limit or talking with your cell phone. They'll still do that because that's their moneymaker. But they ain't going to respond to a real situation or something involved with the homeless. Right. So Statesman Urinal, I like to call it, posted an article calling it the anti-immigrant far-right take action tour event at the Salem Bar leads to a clash with protesters. Uh, those weren't protesters. Those are through and through the very definition of terrorists. So we're having our homes, or uh, is sponsored by Homes for Heroes. It was a uh, honoring heroes event. And these radical nut jobs that aren't even from our community or area decided to show up and antagonize the people that were there. And so what did we do? What any good American would do, and that would be confronting them in a way that, um, you know, they probably weren't expecting. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Okay, welcome back, folks. <clears throat> Lots going on. Lots to talk about. You know, we could talk about a million different distractions. Uh, but I like to cut down to the root and the cause of things and really get down to the bottom. Um, and more importantly, you know, I just really want you guys to think. I mean, you think and question everything. Question everything that I say. Question everything that you read. Question everything. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't matter if you agree with me or disagree with me. It doesn't matter if you think that, you know, I need to be harder on this stance or softer on these guys or, you know, I'm radical or, or just not radical enough doesn't matter because 
really what it comes down to is what are you going to do and what's your involvement going to be? Because we all have to play our part. We all have to contribute. Whether it's contributing to trying to shut down this Honoring Heroes event, I give it to them. I mean, at least those guys showed up. wasn't very many of them, but at least they showed up, right? Which has a lot more to say than a lot of you that did not show up to our event to support us, to support the heroes, to support first responders, right? Which I don't know if it was a mistake or not, because they sure didn't, the first responders sure didn't respond to us. When we had an issue and we called them, you know, so it, it, it's kind of a one-sided deal. Like, why should we kiss their behind? Why should we continue to worship these guys if they're not even going to show up when we call them to their own event? So it's just really interesting. It's just an interesting paradigm um, that we were faced with because, you know, here we are breaking our backs and, and, and overextending and, and opening our wallets and, and really just trying to, you know, give back to our community and give back to the people that, uh, you know, they've been stepped on by, you know, a lot of different organizations or they're being mistreated. And we just want to say, hey, we appreciate you guys because they are the fabric of a lot of what's going on, right? But they're also going to be the downfall for what's going on when they stop responding to homelessness and then the homelessness even runs more rampant. Because, you know, they're just, they're communicating with all the other people across the country and saying, hey, come here. They don't care. They're not enforcing anything anymore. They're not enforcing drugs anymore. Like, you can just have a heyday. Just come out here. It's fine. Everything's legal. You can't get in trouble. Just don't have a house. And you can get away pretty much with everything that you want. They're not even putting people in jail anymore. Because it's full and or COVID and or monkeypox. Right? So let me get back to this. Dejania Oliver, right? She's the uh, reporter, supposed reporter, uh, that wrote this article about uh, our Honoring Heroes event. Now, if you read her background, she used to work for the Communist News Network over at CNN. So lo and behold, we know which way this thing spins. Now, I don't really like to give this much attention, um, but really, I I do want to commend her Because she actually made our event sound good. Um, And, and, you know, granted, if you read the article, it's on the Statesman Urinal. Uh, It's called Anti-Immigrant Far-Right Take Action Tour Event at Salem Bar Leads to Clash with Protesters. I love how they call them protesters. They're not protesters. They are communist terrorists is what they are. But anyways, the clash between protesters and participants at a pit stop for an anti-immigration rally rocks Salem Bar over the weekend. The flyer listed as Salem uh, Quick Stop to Take Action Tour included the speaker, Christy Hutcherson, founder of Women Fighting for America. Oh, what a bigot. How dare her fight for America? And then John Guandalo, who worked previously with the FBI and organizations such as. And his organization calls for action against communists and efforts related to masking children, Force vaccines, open borders, and defunding the police. This guy is combating against that. As well as support for America First Party, right? Um, so John 
who uh, who I happened to meet and uh, spend a lot of time with that day. Really, really awesome guy, and they're doing some really good work out there. But think about this. She's trying to paint this as a bad thing. He worked for the FBI, which can be bad, right? And and that's kind of uh, a notch on me. If you work for the FBI, we don't know if we can trust you or not. But, you know, you can tell by your actions. So he's out there. Uh, and they're not all FBI are bad, you know, but it's just, it's skeptical. You know, we're, st- we're starting to find them more and more. They were in January 6th. Um, and they were, the, you know, I think there were over 50. There were thousands of them staged there. So, but he's combating against communist efforts related to masking our kids. Hmm, that sounds good. Uh, he's against forced vaccinations. Yeah, I like that guy. Uh, he's against open borders. Oh my gosh, what a bigot. Uh, and also defunding the police. He's against defunding the police. And so we're there at an event for the police, for the fire marshals, for the fire department, for the EMT response people. We're there having an event trying to raise money for them. Right? And so we had the Hero Appreciation event. These guys showed up to speak. And these terrorists show up. Um, and they try to terrorize uh, our people. And we didn't have it. Nobody was having it. But what's so interesting about this is the amount of attention that this got online prior to the event. Now, keep in mind, prior to the event, we were getting borderline death threats. They were basically stating, uh, and let me see if I can pull it up exactly. Um, I'll see if I can pull up the, the actual call to action uh, letters that were sent out nationwide because of our event. Right. So they're calling all their incels to activate and come to our uh, event location, which was at the honky tonk to uh, to try to provoke a response and provoke violence. Now, keep in mind, prior to the event, we had uh, commitments from the fire department. We had commitments from the uh, uh, the police department. And more importantly, and I, and I really would like to get Diana to talk, uh, who's the owner of Honky Tonk. I'd really love to have her on to actually talk about uh, some of the things. But basically, they met with her days before the event because they were really concerned about violence happening at this event. Because they were watching what was happening online. They were watching what was happening everywhere. And so they approached Diana and said, hey... Uh, We understand that you have some threats happening on your establishment and there's violent groups and there's a violent call to action uh, for your establishment set to happen Saturday, July 16th, right? And this call to action was from the fascist free 503. (laughs) Uh, And they put her bar at, uh, at the honky tonk and it says, stand up to white supremacists, fight back against fascists. We expect the likelihood of police contact to be higher. Well, no crap. We were hosting an event for the police. Police were supposed to be there. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Of They ended up not even showing up because they're cowards because of this thing that was posted on Twitter and this call to action. So rather than them standing up against the face of these guys and standing in arms with the real community... They cowered and they pulled out 
But at the same time, so they met with Diana days before and they said, hey, we understand there's a lot of traction. Andy Nova was posting it. He has national coverage. I think he really pushed this thing uh, to really get a lot of attention because eventually everything went viral and it was just the, uh, the crazy thing um, that happened. But it also says on this call to action, we expect this to be a dangerous situation due to the location being friendly and often hosting Proud Boys and other white supremacists. So they have to say they have to use this in their propaganda uh, to get their followers because there are innocent people, innocent like mental patients out there that are looking at this and they're going, wow, these guys, they're fighting white supremacies. There's really white supremacists there. This must really be a white supremacist bar. Like, we got to go. You know, we can't have these guys take over our country because they're everywhere. White supremacy is everywhere. Anybody that disagrees with the Democrats is a white supremacist. Don't you know? And if you haven't figured that out, folks, then then, uh, you haven't been doing enough. You haven't been looking around. So this terrorist organization, this known terrorist organization, uh, Antifa, um, they have a call to action to come to this place. And they're met with real men and real testosterone and, you know, real people that are like, hey, listen, you know, we get it. You guys ride in Portland and, and, and people, uh, people are scared of that. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen here. Just, uh, just move along. Right. And they weren't having it. They were vandalizing cars. Some of them had weapons uh, and they came to fight folks. I mean, they have a call to action that basically says, hey, we're going to go fight these guys and expect to be arrested, expect to see police. So if you look on this article, um, keep in mind, this all happened during our hot dog eating contest. So while people are eating hot dogs, <laughs> these these uh, radicals show up and uh, start antagonizing with the public. But if you look at one of these pictures, if you look up really close, you know, keep in mind, this is we're fighting white supremacism, white supremacists. Uh, the guy in front uh, who was attending our event is a Mexican. So a Mexican guy is combating against these white dudes. Uh, I think maybe a couple of Hispanic guys, maybe a black guy in there uh, in the quote Antifa fascist wing. Um, and they're confronted with a Mexican guy. So I thought they were fighting white supremacists. Is this Mexican guy a white supremacist? Uh, the answer is no, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's not what happened. That's not happening. There's no white supremacist organization that I know of or that I've seen. The only ones that I've ever seen are either staged and or it's groups like these Antifa guys that uh, that are the real racists. We'll be back. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. It's the last segment here on this beautiful, beautiful day. Now, I don't want to talk about negative stuff all the time. Uh, You know, there's a lot of really positive things happening. People are awakening to what's going on. But we have to do more than just awaken. We have to start actively getting active. 
And by active, you know, that means reaching out to people in your neighborhood, talking to people that are in and like-minded and or thinking about things that you're thinking about. You need to find uh, different pockets of resources and different avenues of information uh, to where you really need to start talking to people. Hey, if the cell phone grid goes out and we can no longer communicate uh, via cell phone, what do we do? Let's develop a plan. All right, John, let's write that down. Okay, cool. Hey, if uh, grocery stores get empty and we no longer can get food, what is our contingency plan? What are we going to do? And so it's really important to start thinking about things like that because you have to understand we are in a captured state right now. We're captured by the Chinese Communist Party that have basically captured the Bidens. And, you know, you can look at that. But most of the legislators, most of the things. And there's a lot of people in Oregon that are captured and being co-opted and operating through these factions. And one of them, I truly believe, uh, is, uh, is this journalist at uh, Statesman Journal. She has the background for it. And more importantly, she was not there to report what actually happened. She was not there to report the truth. She was not there to do anything but spin and try to smear a good event that was set to promote uh, camaraderie with the community and the first responder units and local first responders and give them an opportunity to be acknowledged and appreciated. And so since that was a good event, they can't have that. So they have so much money uh, tied in with these media organizations. They're dead. Nobody pays for them. Nobody watches them. Nobody actually pays attention for them. They probably gotten the most attention just from my show alone than they've gotten, you know, in weeks, right? Is because they, they like the conflict. They like to collide, right? Um, but what's so interesting is that these people are in our backyard. They're right in our backyard opter, operating as if they're among us or one of us when really they do have communist and socialist agendas, right? So anyways, enough about that. I don't need to talk about that anymore. Uh, it was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, video went viral of these Antifa guys getting their butts kicked. Really funny to watch. Um, you know, is mainly they were beat up by all the women there. Uh, so I don't know how fascism, uh, just happens to, you know, always end up fighting women, but, uh, yeah, fascism's fighting women. Uh, and those guys from out of town, which I think some of them are from Woodburn. Uh, yeah, they really stuck it to us, um, by getting their butts kicked by a bunch of biker chicks. So that was a lot of fun. Anyways, uh, back to the economy news. I, I really want to uh, stress on the economy uh, and, and why I emphasize, you know, talking about reaching out to your community. So think about back when we had that ice storm. And the ice storm is a very good example of how quickly things can break down. When you run out of toilet paper in stores, that's how an example of how quickly things can break down, right? Uh, you know, we're about three, four days away from the trucks stopping their deliveries to where the shelves are empty. So you really want to think about that and not just think about it. I think it's more important now than ever to stop, start preparing. And you can go the best website for uh, dry foods and preparedness items is preparetoday.com. I don't have any uh, skin in the game, but they're very fast. They're very efficient and you get a quick turnaround. They're not behind on their deliveries. So don't buy from Amazon. Don't buy from Walmart. 
uh, really try to get your items from real American companies, such as My Patriot Supply, uh, at preparetoday.com. Okay, so Trudeau uh, moves ahead with the World Economic Forum's nitrogen reduction plan that sparked the Dutch farmer uprising. So if you guys are following the Dutch farmer uprising, they basically shut down most of their country, all their tractors, everything were shutting down freeways forever. There were millions and millions of people protesting. And so this is what's happening uh, in Canada now. Uh, he's a full dictator. And I should find some footage. I, I need to find some footage of uh, Klaus Schwab talking about how he has essentially completely captured Canada and he controls Canada with a very youthful dictatorship and Trudeau being the head of it. So all the Dutch farmers are protesting on that. And Ontario's Lisa Thompson said after this meeting that they had that the Providence provinces were disappointed by the lack of flexibility in consulting regarding the federal target. However, some Canadian officials insist farmers will embrace the climate change policy. And what that is, yes, we are under climate change. And by the climate, meaning the climate is no longer having food on the shelves. No longer farmers are going to be able to be farmers. Is That's going to be a drastic change in your climate. So yes, technically climate change is real. But it's a deindustrialization program that's happening globally with all these different countries. And they're not coming. They're here in the United States, but we haven't really felt the full effect of it yet. Inflation is one thing. Gas shortages is another. Gas prices is another. We are testing it. But all over the world, keep in mind, there's millions and millions of people starving to death now because things are collapsing and or being demolished in a strategic fashion to shut down the global economy. The Canadian government is planning to implement a 30% reduction in nitrogen emissions. Now that see how they're talking about nitrogen now, it's not uh, carbon. They don't want to say carbon yet, um, which we are carbon-based life forms. Most life is carbon-based life forms and carbon is good. It's good for the environment. The Canadian government is planning to implement a 30% reduction in nitrogen emissions by 2030. The same proposal as the Dutch government that has resulted in the ongoing mass protest by Dutch farmers. So what happened in the Dutch is set to come to Canada. In response, the Canadian farmers began to mobilize support for Dutch farmers and pro protest Canada's uprising Great Reset scheme. So there's a nice uh, video on there by Alexandria Lavoya. Uh, who's talking about this and they're basically just demonstrating the truckers are not having it Canada is definitely protesting it and they're starting to protest everywhere against this against this new tax tax on regular people people that are trying to stand up and support their families and everything else so in that uh, there's some more economic news so now Vice is reporting that there's a recession coming. The rich rush to offload luxury properties because the biggest hit in the housing market are luxury properties. Well, under any recession, under any time, uh, there's going to be that. And to where the biggest hits are luxury properties. So there's a huge offloading of hotspots in Miami, San Francisco. Uh, it's happening everywhere because we are in a recession. Technically, we started the recession on July 1st, but it takes a while for people to kind of catch up and get that idea. So prepare yourself at preparetoday.com. The job market is beginning to show cracks 
and this is a, a mainstream media news article because they have to start reporting it because eventually people are going to start seeing the things going on. People are starting to see it and they're starting to realize, hey, this isn't business as usual. If you think this market is just going to dip and then come back and then dip and then come back like business as usual, you're wrong. And the reason that I know that they're going to do things differently is because they're talking about it. They're talking about crashing things and having the market crash and never come back. So I need you to get that through your head. I'm not trying to make you scared, but you need to understand the time is now. The time is right now to get involved, reach out to your communities, and just ask me, write me, jm at noncompliantamerica.com. Say, Josh, what can I do? And I'll give you some pointers and we can start orchestrating and making some things happen. Let's take our country back. We'll talk to you next week, folks. Reaching out for something.